What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. This is episode nine. Jet with you as always. And with me again, my co-host, Eric. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. I just got off of work right before we planned on recording. I almost started falling asleep just because of how tired I was from work. But I'm, well, I think my takes will keep you awake, so you should. Be oh fired. my gosh! Oh my gosh! What do you What are you about to say? Because I wanted to bring up, as everyone knew, as everyone apparently has been seeing on Twitter. I got Twitter a few days ago because I wanted to start following a few people, about like time. for the for the Yankees and stuff like that. And like day two into it, after game five of the Suns Clippers series, I just see like a mention tweet or something like, I don't, I, I still don't fully understand Twitter that much, but I just see that. And then I see I was added in a tweet by the it's game time podcast account in which jet usually runs that. And I was like, Oh, but jet tweeted that before the game was even close to being over. So I was fully prepared that if the Suns were to win, I was fully prepared to say, oh, that didn't age well. I was fully prepared. And Jet, you got extremely lucky. And then to follow that up, he just puts the icing on the cake in which then he adds me on an Instagram story through the account in which then it was just a meme of, uh, not a meme, a gif of uh Paul George and just said at Eric. Don't Mandela. forget, I, I added you on Twitter on a, a Yankees uh, when they got when they got swept by the, the Red Sox. I too. did see that. Yes. So that's another. And I've been, you know, throughout the week, I've been sending you various, you know, Paul George things. And, you know, I'm going to keep that coming as long as the series continues to move forward. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's going to end tonight. That's it. It's going to end. It's going to end. I, I disagree. Uh, and, and you not, people no. out there. I just want you to know, after the Clippers went down 3-1 on Friday night, I just, I, I, I'm just minding my own business. I did nothing, absolutely nothing to provoke Jet at all. And I just randomly get a, a text message, Clippers and 7, Sunday morning. I get Clippers and 7. Jet, I, I know there, there it's a... Uh, 3-2 series and game six, six is tonight. So it very well could go seven. But Jet, can you please explain yourself on that simple Clippers and seven? Yeah, I think the Suns are just uh, like based on what don't. they showed in game five, they're just being too complacent. And if they continue to keep they're that up, they're up 3-1. Well, they don't they're, need they're, 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 Yeah. No, no, that that's not the right. They, they should have finished the job in Phoenix when they hop, had the opportunity because now they're at a big disadvantage having to come back to no, Los Angeles. Because you know the why? are going to end up nope. winning tonight. No, they're not. it's going to be a game seven. Ooh, Whoever's okay. the best team wins. Okay. Okay. You want to put a bet on this game right now, tonight? You want to put a get bet? I'll put a bet. What, what kind of bet? I will, I will bet you two meals at Tijuana Flats that the Clippers lose tonight. Okay, fine. And then... Yeah, fine. Yeah. So if like if, yeah. if the Clippers win, I owe you two meals at Tijuana Flats. If the Suns win, you owe me two meals at Tijuana Flats. All right. I, I'm looking forward to my two meals. Oh, no, no, sir. No, sir. Because you know why? The Clippers are better on the road. Game five meant nothing. Game five meant nothing. Because you know what? The Suns were complacent because they're up three to one. All right? That's still not a good attitude to have. I mean, they had the chance to finish it on their home court. They might... 
they, they're going to they have another chance once the you. Clippers win tonight, but they, it's going to be a tougher with the game seven with everything on the line. They wanted to tease you. Oh, and you think Paul George is going to show up in a game oh seven? Oh, God. Paul George. He's Let's talk about him. becoming Let's my favorite player him. in the NBA. Stop. I, I just I cannot stop talking about how great he is as not only a person, but a player. It's just it's just great to see. I'm happy I, I predicted him to finish as my uh, second best player of the 2021 NBA playoffs because oh that looks like it's God. paying off so far. All I'll say is, yes, he had a very good game. He showed up, and I'm not debating that. He definitely showed up in game five like he did. But the issue that I have with him is the inconsistency of him showing up because I don't know if you remember this or you just don't want to remember it. Well, in game four, which was, I think, a bigger game then game five, PG went five for 20 from the field. Five for 20. And then in game two, he missed the two free throws that would have tied the game. In these biggest moments, he doesn't show up. So let's see if he shows up tonight, Jet. He showed up. He showed up last game. That was a pretty big moment. And he, he exceeded everyone's expectations of him. And he I exceeded my to expectations. tonight. All right, predict his line. Give me what you think his line's going to be. Okay, so with without Kawhi, um, he's averaged 31, 10, and 6. So I'm going to say that he has 35, 11, and 4. Only 4 assists? 4 assists. Yeah. Wow, so I'm, I'm guessing that supporting cast is really going to have to carry him then if he's not going to be able to well, pass out some assists. supporting cast has been pretty good. Reggie Jackson. Oh, absolutely. Um, Possibly more Parents valuable. Man. The sporting cast possibly more valuable than he is. He is. I guess the loss of uh, Zubak really didn't mean much. So oh, it will they, tonight. They, they got the chance to spread the ball on the court a little bit better because it, it will tonight. Size. As long as uh, Morris and Jackson have a good night, they'll win. Doesn't really matter what PG does. And Chris Paul really hasn't looked himself since he's come back. He's from warming up. Protocols. He's warming up. All right, he's warming up. Not much time left to warm up, but he's I want to get into these games. Instagram polls because we have a lot of interesting um, responses. Are you ready to get into it? Absolutely. So like we were just mentioning about Paul George, the first question I asked was who has been more valuable to the Clippers in Kawhi's absence, PG or Ty Lu? Obviously, the majority of the people agree with me. They 10 don't know. To five. I've had I've talked with many of my friends throughout the past week and they said, Jed, you know, you're right. It's it's a player's league and Paul George is definitely more valuable. How can Ty Lu be more valuable? He He's is. not the one playing on the court. Because you know what? He's stopping Chris Paul from going off. He's stopping Chris Paul. It's not uh, I don't see PG guarding Chris Paul. What, what's Ty Lue averaging right now in the court? I haven't seen him out there. Oh, I mean, he's averaging coming back from two oh two uh, deficits. So. I don't know. And making a fabulous, that's what he's averaging, a fabulous game plan without the best player on the team, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had a terrific game plan, but I think more credit, like I've said before, goes to the players. I mean, I know that Ty Lue's going to show up with a great game plan day in and day out. I just don't know about PG's performance. True. I, I get that. But like I said, as expected, the majority of people agree with me. I don't. Oh, okay. Okay. What's uh, an, what's another one? Okay, the next one was a very popular and popular answered question was do you think college athletes deserve to be paid and overwhelming majority 16 to 5 said yes and wow. we both can agree with that. Absolutely. I'm su I'm very happy that we got that many responses. I think it was due to my uh IGTV 
video about asking for as many responses as possible. So I think that point goes to me. I don't I mean, first of all, that IGTV was posted after the polls were already over. So doesn't I don't matter. Really know how that correlates. Doesn't matter. It correlates somehow, some way. But I will point out that one of the five people to say no is our guest coming on later in episode nine. Lindsay said no to that question. Wow. We got to ask her about that then. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see what her reasoning was behind that. But another question he asked was for the AL West, who do we got in the division, Astros or A's? A very, very overwhelming majority in this one as well. 15 to three in the Astros favor. Uh, yeah, it just seems like that. I mean, that's just the smart pick to go with. If you were betting money, you just bet your money on the Astros at this point now. Tommy, who appeared on one of our previous episodes, actually picked the A's, which I don't understand, but let Tommy be Tommy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's a Phillies fan, so. This question, this next one was probably one of our closest questions ever. I asked who was going to win the NL West. We had six votes for the Dodgers, six votes for the Giants, and seven for the Padres. Wow. Wow. The majority of people are going with the pod, not the majority, but the Padres were the popular vote. Yeah, surprised the, by the, that they got the slight edge you said the dodgers tommy and i said the giants and ben who's coming on later in episode nine said the padres he's going with the uh team that has the face of baseball at the moment and tatis jr yeah he's been insane absolutely any more responses oh uh, yeah why not we'll get to this last one because it's very relevant right now who will be the matchup in the nba finals and the most popular pick was Suns versus Bucks with 11 of 21 votes. And I, I do want to ask you this because I'm not sure if you knew that Giannis was going to get injured last night, but you picked I watched the it Suns happen. versus the Hawks. I watched it happen. Well, I picked it in, I picked it bef- like, of course, before seeing the injury. And it was a gruesome injury. I'm surprised it was just a hyperextended knee and he was able to walk. And then he went off the court into the locker room and then I saw him come back. He didn't play, of course, but I mean, they just won. Without Trey Young, Trae sorry, Trey Young's. Um, even when Giannis was still playing, they were up by a lot, and I, I also picked it just to make sure neither your picks, your bold pick of the Bucks make it, and then your just normal pick of the Clippers making it. I just wanted to go against that, just to ho- in hope that you would be wrong. I can't have <laughs> both teams make it. I'd rather have the Bucks make it over the Clippers, but I'm j- I just picked it in hope that neither made it. No, I, I get it. You know, you're you're kind of jealous of some of the <laughs> old picks I've made and some of the, you know, I'm pretty, I've been pretty accurate with some oh, of my outlandish I uh, don't picks know so far. That. I will mention, I don't know if you remember this, but one of my honorable mentions for AL MVP was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I didn't pick him, obviously, but he oh, was yeah. who did you, Who did you pick? Tim Anderson, uh, star shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Is yeah, he, no, I totally get. I I need to be held accountable. Um, you know, when necessary. But for the majority, I've been pretty strong in my prediction. Oh, okay. Well, the next segment that we're going to get into is the question of the day. As always, our second segment, in which once again, we're going back into the NCAA world, but we're not going to talk about student athletes and getting paid. We're going to talk about NC State, and I don't know if you've heard, but NC State got disqualified from the College World Series due to COVID protocols and a COVID outbreak within the team. Now, according to the C 
WS protocols, each player who's unvaccinated must undergo testing every other day. And then an NC State player did show up positive. And then later in the week, only two hours before their game against Vanderbilt, two more players then tested positive. And then even more players, even after receiving the vaccine, then had positive cases. So, Jet, the question is, should NC State have been disqualified from the College World Series in which they were only one game away from making it to the championship game? Yeah, before I get to that question, I just want to sum up where NC State was at this point before they had, they were, you know, one game away from making it to the College World Series. So they finished the regular season ranked 16th in the country. They weren't even favored to come out of their regional bracket. LA Tech was, they ended up beating the number one team in Arkansas. So with that being said, obviously health and safety of all players and fans and, you know, coaching staff, that's the most important thing. But I do think there could have been a way to get this game played. They did play the first game against Vanderbilt with only 13 guys. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You need to have enough pitchers. You got to have a, be able to have a full lineup with some substitutions if necessary. But I'm saying if you have like uh, if you have at least 13 players or even a little less, you should be able to play a game. And regardless of the outcome, at least you can say you were able to play that game and not say that it was taken away from the NCAA. And by the way, I. Again, we've talked about how awful the NCAA has been in the past, and they decided to release this announcement at two in the morning Eastern yes. time when pretty much, you know, no one pretty much no one's awake at that time. And they expected to just fly under the radar, but clearly it was not going to fly under the radar. It was just a very upsetting situation for an NC State team that worked so hard to get to this moment. Well, a team that has had never been to the College World Series finals. And they've only been to the College World Series three times before this. So it's a very upsetting situation. Yeah. And I mean, we're not here to debate whether because it was up to the players of whether or not they wanted to get vaccinated. It was not enforced on them for NC State. And we're not here to debate whether the players should or shouldn't have. it. It's their decision. All I'm saying is that it could have possibly have been avoided if everyone got vaccinated, but it's their choice. So they get, they have to live with the decision they had made. I do think that the NCA made the right choice, even though it really sucks for NC state. I feel very sorry for them because they were one game away from making it to the championship game. And because they, the first positive test on the team, they still let them play. Like you said, with 13 players, but then more positive tests were showing up even after that. So they obviously were giving them a chance to, they just had to look out for the opposing players, the coaches on the opposing team, and then the umps in general. And so they had to prevent an outbreak. So I, I agree with the decision they've made. I, I truly feel sorry for NC state because they kind of were on a Cinderella run at the moment. I mean, but sometimes life is not fair. And this is one of the cases. And even if they did play, I don't know if they would have won against the defending championship champions in Vanderbilt with that one, two point uh, one, two punch that they are famous for, but it sucks that that opportunity was given away from them is all I'm saying. Yeah. And then one, one other thing I will say is that the NCA has kind of been a little hypocritical in allowing Tons of fans, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, with or without masks, gather up in the stands. There's been thousands of thousands of fans at every game, and they've allowed that to go on. And 
you know, I get, you know, players, they would be on the field pretty spaced out. I get that it's possible still to spread and stuff like that. Like I've said before, I, I do really feel bad. Um, I think there could have been a possible solution. I know with like the media schedule and TV stuff, it's hard to, you know, postpone the game. However many days they would have been able to, but it's just very tough to see considering that this is a potential once in a life opportunity for some of these guys. And they, they may never get to experience the, what it really means to be in the, the that final series against the, in the championship tonight while we're recording, this is game three of the college world series championship in which it's Vanderbilt versus Mississippi state jet. Do you got a pick for that? So I, I do have Vanderbilt winning. Wow. I just think they, they have, they have their best, probably the best pitcher in the country on their mound and Kumar rocker. God, One he's thing, disgusting. I want, oh God. Uh, I, I can't wait. I hope, I really hope he ends up, you know, getting the, to the MLB and being a, being a very successful because it would be very fun to watch. But one thing I wanted to mention about Mississippi state that I saw today is they're one of three teams in power five of power five schools that have not won any championship in any team sport yet. Wow. So they don't have any type of national championship to their name. No, no, that is man. That, that, that hurts. Uh, yeah. So I'm for that sake, I'm going to go with Mississippi state. <laughs> For that oh, no, sake, I, I'll go with them. I can't blame you for that. I just it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun game. I like how Vanderbilt didn't show Kumar Rocker in game two because they wanted to just save him just in case they needed to be playing a game three. So it's gonna be tough for Mississippi State, but it should be a very fun game. Now we're gonna move on to the third segment before we transition into the interview with Lindsay and Ben. We're gonna talk about some fantasy s- football jet. The season is upon us. Now, I don't know if many people know, I this is my now sophomore year of fantasy football. Jet is a known veteran. Uh, Jet, since you've been in the league for a, a few years now, what strategy seems to usually work in leagues that you have played in prior to this year? So, I mean, really for me, my strategy changes on the year where I'm drafting in the order. But the main thing that I like to do when I'm drafting is I like to go, you know, running back, running back early, just because there's so, so few solid workhorse running backs. So if I can get like two of those on my team, I'd be very happy with that. And one thing that I have done in recent years that I was always opposed to doing is taking a tight end early in the draft. Like I, I'm very big on drafting someone like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Darren Waller very early in the draft. While some people may be opposed to waiting, I like to take that advantage while I can, just because if I have Travis Kelsey going against another team that has someone like Evan Ingram, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a clear advantage <laughs> over, over that team. But one thing I also want to mention to everybody when I was in my sophomore season of fantasy football, I had or my freshman year of fantasy football, like Eric wasn't last year. I was no, nowhere near. Well, I was, I was a lot younger, but I, I was no, nowhere near as good as Eric as a fantasy football manager oh, with some you. of the moves he was able to make throughout the season. Yeah. So uh, just talking about it a little bit. Well, I, I, I'll be honest um, before last year, I didn't really have many people to play with. I'm a lot of my friends weren't really big into fantasy at all. And I kind of just, didn't get the point of it. I thought it was a waste of time. And I thought like it would take too much of my time. I mean, it does. It takes a lot of time if you're very committed to, it, especially if you're in these dynasty 
leagues in which it's like multiple years. It's a five year commitment. It's not one and done like it was like my first year was kind of one and done. We're making a completely new league with more players now. So I get even I have to I have to strategize even better. But for me, what I've learned I thought I did okay in the draft process. I, I obviously, I, I, looking back on like my week one team, I was like, what was I thinking? A positive was I actually, I was surprised I did pretty well on the waiver wire claims. Very I think, well. I think that deals with a little bit of luck and just cause I, I picked up Robbie Anderson from waiver wires. I picked up Justin Jefferson from waiver wires. I picked up James Robinson from waiver wires. Three of the best waiver wire pickups last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just, especially Justin Jefferson and James Robinson, I don't, especially James Robinson. I don't think anyone saw that coming at all. What I, a negative that I've learned is be careful with your trades. That's how I kind of helped one of our friends, Josh, he was, he's on, he's been on the episode, helped Josh win our league championship because I traded him some quality players and some of the players I got back either got injured, got suspended or got, or just didn't show up after they were traded to me. So I've learned my lesson in which I think maybe one trade a year, one good trade would be enough for me. And I'm now learning and that was what Josh was very good at. He was very, very good, good at trading. Good. I've learned my lesson. I may not, I may, I'll try not to trade with Josh. I may try well, to one, trade with other players. One thing, one thing I will say is it's, I wouldn't be necessarily cautious of trading because sometimes like that one extra trade that you may need to make towards the end of the season may propel you over Josh. the edge in, <laughs> in Josh's case. But I, I will, I will just mention this about Josh, not to saying he was trying to take advantage of you or anything, but due to the fact that you were very inexperienced at the time provides people a little bit of an advantage over others, just cause you know, it's, it's just what it is. I mean, it's just, yeah, exactly. people want people in, the, in those situations. They want, they're in it for the money and they're in it for the bragging rights. So they got to do whatever it takes. Exactly. I mean, for my freshman year, I was perfectly happy with going 500. My first year of doing this, I'm looking again, minimum. The uh, floor is 500. I'm looking for a two game improvement maybe win a playoff series. That's, that's my goal. But I now want to talk to you since you're the known veteran here and you're pretty experienced in this. Who are the, some of the players that are an absolute must and that you need to draft if given the chance? I think we know a few like obvious ones, like the obvious running backs and stuff like that. But who are some like this year, you got to draft them if you're in, your good, in a good position. If you're in like the lower first round or high second round if it's a snake draft like you got to get these guys if they fall yeah so obviously like you were saying like someone like McCaffrey or Saquon or Dalvin Cook or a given you want them on your team no matter what but there are a few guys that do have some question marks at the end of the first round beginning of the second round that I do feel very optimistic about for this upcoming season one of those guys being Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers and the thing with Eckler is he's going to get a ton of catches out of the backfield. He'll probably end up being second behind Christian McCaffrey when it comes to receptions. And in a PPR league, which is you get a point per reception, that is as valuable as it gets when it comes to running backs. And one thing with Austin Eckler 
is he no longer has to deal with a coach in Anthony Lynn who tended to use a running back by rotation. And although Eckler is probably not going to get like 20 plus carries like Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey would, he's still going to get you a ton of volume on in the receiving end and he'll probably score a good amount of touchdowns too. So I, I, he's someone I definitely want on my team. Yes. In which I drafted him last year. And I think with after the first week he was injured for like everyone saw the majority of the season. So that, that really screwed me over. But what are some players that you think will actually have a breakout year in fantasy compared to prior years? And if you want, you can include like rookie players also. Yeah. So I, I just want to give a shout out to uh, my company that I work for Blitzalytics. You can find some of my fantasy football articles on blitzalytics.com. I recently published an article where I ranked like the top 10 rookies and a few of those rookies I do think are going to have breakout years, but I'll just give you one of them. Um, one guy that I'm very high on for this year is Michael Carter of the New York Jets. One reason that I do feel very optimistic about him is there's just no one else really in that backfield that will potentially steal a ton of work from him. You have Tevin Coleman, who's very injury prone. You have Michael Pirine, who's in his, I believe, second year. And you have Ty Johnson, all guys that have had very little work in the NFL. And I think if Michael Carter is given up all of those carries, he is he's going to end up running away with the job. And it's going to be a nice late round steal for fantasy football managers. But Eric, I don't want you to, you know, steal some of my picks at, at our draft. <laughs> Do you think that he is, he would be a draftable player or a waiver wire claim? Yeah. So right now it's, it's early. It's the end of June and most drafts aren't really taking place right now, but his, his average draft position is going like the 12th round right now. Okay. I, I do expect that to probably take a little tick upwards just because like the hype is going to go probably off the board with him, but he is definitely a draftable player for sure. Now, what is a player that he's been in fantasy and stuff like that? And you think we'll have a breakout year. I want to suggest one Cortland Sutton. Cause I, I, I drafted him yes, and he got injured after yes. a torn ACL. So you can see how I was like, I was getting screwed over with my, just my draft picks. So what well, do you think I, about I, him? Nothing you can do about that's just bad luck. Yeah. Like you, there's only so much you can control when you're drafting. I mean, mo most years, my, my ending team is total opposite of my drafted team, which is kind of what you want. You don't want to have the same team throughout the year. Cause that's just probably not going to get you anywhere. But in regards to Sutton, obviously coming off an ACL injury is tough. But he does have a very, you know, good offense. He's, he's in a much improved offense. It all depends on how Drew Locke is. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will end up a Denver Broncos. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, Cordell Sutton is a very talented wide receiver. And although a very risky draft pick, he's someone that could be a breakout player this year. Now, I want to focus on another rookie, Elijah Moore, another Jet player. What What are your feelings around him? No, um... There's there's a lot of rookie wide receivers that have the potential to be like studs this year. Elijah Moore for me is not one of them. Okay. Yeah, it's hard because he is going to be you know with a rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. I mean, I I kind of am contradicting myself here when saying that the Jets' offense is going to suck. Like, how could that bode well for Michael Carter, not Elijah Moore? But I mean, it's a little different for wide receivers. A lot of that you know relies on the quarterback play. I mean, Zach Wilson's most likely going to be starting from week one, but it's all about him being able to develop that connection with Elijah Moore and see if 
it takes it anywhere. So are there any players that you would caution people from taking in the draft this year? Yeah, you might not like this one because you mentioned that you like this player a lot. Uh, Adam Thielen, who is someone that is getting up there in age and has dealt with some injury concerns. Everyone knows that Justin Jefferson is pretty much the guy in that receiving room, along with, you know, Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. But one thing I will say about Adam Thielen, he had 14 touchdowns in 2020, and that's a pretty insane rate to keep up this upcoming year. He should have only had around six with the amount of receiving yards he had last year. So I think people he's going right now in the fifth round in most drafts. And I think that's way too high considering some of the players that are going after him. Wow. Now to finish off the questions that I have, if you have anything extra to say, go ahead. But can you give us your top three running backs, top three receivers, top three QBs and top three tight ends? Yeah. So my, I'll start with QBs. I think everyone agree that Mahomes would be most people's, if not everyone's quarterback one Uh, for me. Number two should be Josh Allen based off of the unbelievable season he had last year. Uh, Number three, it gets tough because you can put a guy like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. That's who I have. Kyle Murray, maybe even Aaron Rodgers, but we don't, there's too many questions around him, but I I would put Kyler Murray in my number three spot. All right. So what about running backs now should be the, so, Given McCaffrey should be number one, even with all the injury questions coming back, but I like him a lot. Number two, I would put Derrick Henry. Same. I think he's unstoppable. Even even though he doesn't catch a lot of passes, like he's he's a beast, and there's no one no one in the NFL that can really stop him. Exactly. And then number three, I would put Dalvin Cook just because okay. he's a dual threat back out of the backfield. I put uh, Kamara as number three. I'm a little concerned that without Drew Brees, that he'll be affected by that, but he may very well be the same player. It's just, it's just hard to tell at this point. Now, what about wide receivers? Um, Obviously, Devontae Adams should be the number one, but if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, I think he may fall out of the top three, honestly. Okay. But I would put, then I would put Tyreek Hill at two. Um, Number three... I guess got to put Diggs at three Eggs. just because yes. I mean, why not the year he had last year? You he might as well it. go with it and stick with the, with the devil, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then tight ends. I think it's pretty easy after the top three it really gets, I think pretty Pitts, bad. Pitts could be a good four yeah, choice. Pitt, Pitts, Pitts might inch his way up into the, the top echelon, upper echelon of tight ends. But for me, the top three should be Kelsey Kittle and then Waller. You think Kittle ahead of Waller? I do. I, I love okay. George Kittle is one of my favorite players in the league. And I think he's he's Waller. Don't get me wrong. Waller is great, but people are forgetting about George Kittle based on the fact he rarely played last year. Yeah. So, guys, that was the fantasy segment in which now we are going to go into the interview with our friends, Ben and Lindsay, in which we're going to talk about the Chiefs a little bit. We're going to talk about the Bears a little bit. Jet has a little argument prepared for Lindsay about soccer, correct? Yes, yes, should be fun. And then we're going to end the show off, as we always do with guests, with a little bit of a trivia segment. But this time, I'm not competing, so my record still is one and two. It's going to be Ben versus Lindsay. Yeah, you're going to take a little bit of a backseat and, you know, enjoy the ride. So Exactly, I'm going to enjoy it. Now I don't have to feel the pressure. Exactly. So guys, we're going to head right into the interview right now. We'll see you on the other side.
Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. We are now joined by two very special guests, two of our very close friends from the University of Tampa, Lindsey Graham and Ben Andrews. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, no, we're, we're very excited to have you on considering our, our last episode. The ratings were a little down because of some of Eric's takes, but I don't know about that. Can, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> bring up the ratings a little bit we usually do better with guests so i I expect it to be the same and our guests continue to get better so i I expect good ratings from this show but you want to want to just give a little about yourself before we get started um hi i'm Lindsay. uh (laughs) i'm a junior i guess at ut studying occupational therapy uh and psychology and just living life who are you a fan of oh my team's the Chicago Bears. Love Chicago because that's where I'm from. Yep. All right. What about you, Ben? Uh, my name is Ben Andrews. I'm a cybersecurity major at the University of Tampa. I'm a senior. Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan. Cardinals. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So Ben is a Chiefs fan in which, I mean, he's been able to have some recent success with this team. Ben, how, how do you... Uh, how are you feeling about that recent success? I mean, I know last year they lost the Super Bowl, but I mean, they've made it now two years in a row to the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. it's going to be three. You think it's going to be three? Wow. Wow. I think it's going to be a little bit harder this year. You got to get through the uh, I mean, a Jets. Lot of, a lot of threats. You know, the Dolphins, the Bills, uh, Titans. <laughs> the Bears. You know, no, the no Bears. We'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the AFC, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. But anyway, yeah, I, I expect the Chiefs to get back there, but it is going to be a... Tough road back. I think the Bills and the Browns are going to be the hardest. No offense to the Dolphins. No, I, I, I was just joking when I said that. A couple of weeks back on one of the episodes, my bold prediction was that it was going to be the Browns and Packers, which is you know totally, totally out there just because we don't know about Aaron Rodgers and the Browns also have question marks, but we'll have to see what happens. I mean, Jet loves making uh, bold predictions, and like he, like me, I don't know, you guys don't know, but uh, in the first half of this recording for this episode. Me and Jet made a bet on a game tonight, uh, the Clippers versus the Suns, in which if the Suns win, he has to buy me two meals at Tijuana Flats. But if the Clippers win, he has I have to buy him two meals at Tijuana Flats. So I'm hoping that you guys will start cheering for the Suns because we all want to see Jet lose at some point. No, not everyone wants to see me lose. Come on. Come on. Absolutely. Because some of, for some reason, some of his extremely bold takes have gotten correct and he may get it correct. Another one correct with the buck, with the bucks going to the NBA finals, but maybe the Hawks. I I appreciate you acknowledging it because, you know, sometimes my, my uh, successes aren't acknowledged and I'm, you know, (laughs) honored that you brought it up in this episode. I wouldn't say successes. I would just say insanity and by dumb luck. They're being proven right. <laughs> okay, no, enough about us. Let's, let's you know talk more about our guests and you know what, what they like. Yeah. So you think the Packers are gonna go? Oh uh, no, I mean it's a bold prediction. I just it all depends obviously on Aaron Rodgers if he's still there. I do think Aaron Rodgers is gonna get to another Super Bowl with or without the Packers. So we'll have to. Even see if he retires. Yeah, I do think he's getting to one more Super Bowl. I do. I. I, I, uh, I oh, he's not retiring. No. That's no. what he's threatening. No. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to retire. I know Lindsay answered on one of the polls, or someone. I think yeah, it, <laughs> it was Lindsay. Lindsay, you said Hawaii. I think that was that was your answer to that poll. I think right. What What was the? There, it poll? was uh, where will Aaron Rodgers be playing or something? I think you answered Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> you he's just, taking a drop. 
You hope he takes a year but off for your bears. According to my mom, the Packers are going to do just fine because they've, um, who's their backup? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Yeah, apparently he's already been through training and he's perfect. He's already set up to take it on. Wow. Wow. I, I want to just, I want to get into this debate now because I, I, okay, I, okay. I, yeah. So, Lindsay, I think you're prepared for this. Ben, Eric, you guys are welcome to chime in as well. But um, the debate I wanted, you know, we love we love debating on this show. And the debate I wanted to go through is about soccer. I personally think that soccer is one of the most boring sports <laughs> that has ever been invented. Um, players are just way too dramatic. I feel they're just running up and down the field aimlessly with no no real strategy set in place. Trying to obviously, you know, you're trying to kick a ball into a goal. It makes sense. Um, you can have a lot of you can say a lot of these things about many different sports. Yeah, I, I get that. It's it's a very opinion based debate, but I just feel like, and I I've always called soccer players foot fairies. No no offense no offense to any any soccer players out there. I know we have one on here right now, but that's where I stand on that side of the debate. Lindsay, get after uh, him. Get after him, Lindsay. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'd like to see you try and even play half of a soccer game. No chance. Soccer is more than just running up and down. You realize how big those fields are, right? Yeah, no, I know. I know. And like 45-minute halves, typically they only allow like three subs a game, which means you're basically playing the entire time. It's a lot of endurance. You have to be like fit. You can't just go in and start playing. Also, like there's always – it's more of like strategy. And if like you're a good soccer player, then you know how – it's so fun to watch. Like if you take like Messi or someone like that who can like see what's going to happen like 10 seconds before it does or like beat five players out, like that's fun and that's good. And you're running more and like basketball, no offense to basketball, like I could never play and I can't, but (laughs) you run down, back and down the court, like soccer players do that, but very, very long distances. I do have to say. I don't enjoy watching soccer. I mean, I don't even really enjoy watching baseball and that's the, that's the sport I played, but I do have to give them, I do have to give soccer players credit in which I do think that they are the most fit athletes in the world. Like one of the the most most, dramatic, (laughs) I'm just saying that they're, they're one of the most fit athletes and all around just most athletic players in the shape that they are in, in the entire world. I mean, the com- the competition would probably be basketball because it's similar type of, you need endurance, you need, you need strength and you need, you need speed too. You need a, you need that like breakaway speed and you need that quickness. So that, that's what I'll say, Ben, uh, you want to voice your opinion on this at all? <laughs> I think soccer is one of those sports. It's a lot more fun to play than watch. Exactly. Watching it, I hate watching it. It's so boring. But playing it, I mean, it's fun. It's intense. But I don't know. Basketball is the one thing. Like, there's a lot of flopping in basketball. (laughs) I just want to clarify. I don't have anything against, you know, soccer players. You know, I have a a lot of appreciation for, you know, all athletes. But it's just my, my personal opinion while watching soccer. And, you know, I, I did play a little soccer growing up. Not, not like to a certain, not to like a big extent, but I did play and that's just, you know, my, my takeaway on the whole thing. I do have a, I actually have a little story to say. I played soccer for one year, Lindsay. 
All right. I remember continuously getting cramps in the middle of games. And one time I got a cramp so bad that like in the middle of a game, I bent over and I was like, oh, this is agonizing. I bent over and then this kid just comes up, kicks a soccer ball, hits me right in the face, right when I'm bending over for my cramp and I, it, I get hit back and then I just end up on the ground in so much pain because I don't know what hurts more. So my cramp going on for my abs or the pain in my face after getting a soccer ball punted right into it. <laughs> That's when I knew I wasn't soccer was not for me right after right then. The entire year leading into that game, like of like practice and stuff, I was not enjoying myself. I'll be honest. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I now want to get into your guys's teams in which I'll start with Ben. Ben, according to DraftKings, the Chiefs still have the best odds in the NFL of making it to the Super Bowl with a plus 475. And then the Bucks come in second place with a plus 600. The next closest AFC team is the Bills with a plus 1100. So that's a massive gap in between the Chiefs and the Bills, according to DraftKings. Are you worried at all about the Bills as like competitive wise? Uh, maybe. I think they have the potential, but... The Chiefs whipped on them both times they played them. That is very. True. I don't. I don't think unless they change something or figure something out, they're gonna beat them. Okay. I might be wrong. The Bills might come out and shock, but I just. I think the best team to do it would be the Browns, but the Browns had one good year. That is true. I they think have, come back and do it. They have not had. I forgot the stat. I don't think they've had back-to-back -back winning seasons in like twenty-three years. So. If they, I mean, it's projected that they're going to have a winning season, but that would be the first time in 23 years. So they still haven't proven themselves yet. Yeah. yeah and Vegas right now has the Chiefs at, they're projecting 12 wins. So, Ben, do you think they're going to go over that or under that number? I think they'll go over that. I think, I think they're upset about the beating in the Super Bowl. Cause I mean, it was just an embarrassment. Going, going off that uh, beating in the Super Bowl, a lot of that had to do with the offensive line play. And the Chiefs did make some improvements during the offseason. They traded for Orlando Brown and they added Creed Humphrey in the draft on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most confident. How confident are you in the Chiefs offensive line for this year? Seven. Okay. That's manageable, especially when you have Mahomes as a QB. <laughs> that's more than that. That's that fantastic. But um, I think it could go up, but Chiefs offensive line has been garbage. <laughs> so we'll just have to see how they play. To uh, going off of Mahomes, do you think that this year, because I think Mahomes is coming back with a vengeance after that Super Bowl loss, do you think he could beat Peyton Manning's single season passing yard record, which is 5,477 yards? You have to take it into account it's a 17 game season now. Yeah. I think yes. I, because I don't think they're going to run the ball. They spent all this money in the O line. I think part of it's a delusion. I mean, Hilaire showed that he's good, but last year, even with Hilaire and Bell, they didn't run that much. So I think they're going to come off pass hungry. And I think they're just going to not take the foot off the gas. I like that. Go, yeah, going off um, Hilaire, obviously he had an up and down rookie season. But if we're comparing him to like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, all those running backs from last year's class, where do you rank Clyde among those guys? I can give you a list of names. And so like Taylor Swift, Dobbins, Gibson, James Robinson, where would you slot 
Clyde in that mix? I like third or fourth. I think Robinson's number one. I think he's going to do well this year with whatever Jacksonville's <laughs> putting together. He did. I have no idea. I mean, they have their franchise QB and now a, probably a better head coach. So, I mean, he's I, he'd be projected to do better even with compared to last year's team. They haven't even said they're starting him. They're starting Trevor Lawrence. They, you can't not. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta start him. Even even with he is a rookie and just you know, even even with someone like Trevor Lawrence, just still questions, but you gotta, you gotta start him week one. But. but earlier in the episode, me and Jet did our first little segment on fantasy football, in which given the option, Ben, are you going to draft Mahomes or is it gonna be a different QB? Are you just gonna stick with your boy Mahomes if you get if you're getting the chance? I got some plans. Okay. I would say Mahomes. I'm not taking Wilson. Wilson, bye bye. <laughs> You're going to take Michael Thomas yeah, in the first yes, round. Yes. How about that? Oh, that's going back. Back to back. That's going back. Oh, okay. Would you, like, say you're at, like, the, I think it was the fifth pick or whatever. Would you draft, like, Tyreek Hill at that slot? No. What about Kelsey? I'm not going to give that away. <laughs> okay. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have- now I want to move on. Uh, Jet, do you have any more questions for Ben? No, I'm I'm ready to move on to the Bears. All right, you da, are. Yeah, da Bears. Now, Lindsay, da Bears. You don't. I mean, there's not much with the Bears. I mean, you have very little to be happy about with the Bears, but they did give you something to be happy about. They drafted Trevor, Tre- uh, Justin Fields. Sorry, with the. <laughs> you wish they drafted Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I know that'd be they, fun. They did though draft Justin Fields with the 11th pick. And I think that Fields is the second best QB in this year's draft. So how do you, how did you feel when that pick was made, when they traded with my giants? I think, I think I texted or Snapchat you something because I knew you would be pissed. I was happy. Josh. We were at the fantasy, we were at the flag football game. Oh yeah. Yes. That's right. I was, I was, beyond happy i remember talking to people and be like we drafted a qb like we got this it's gonna be great i'm excited you, you think I'm he's so gonna be better than uh, mitch trubisky <laughs> <laughs> listen all right maybe it was just where it just yes that's one of the questions I had written down, so I, I just wanted an honest answer, and I, I appreciate you giving me that. I mean, you better. I think Mitch Trubisky, he had potential. It just wasn't the right team for him. Or so are the Bills going to be the right team for him behind uh, Josh Allen? I think he'll enjoy the bench for a little bit, but you know, maybe maybe it'll work out. Maybe. Lin- I mean, Lindsay. Y- you better be praying that Justin Fields is better than uh, Mitch Trubisky or else you guys just messed up a whole nother draft because I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm rooting against the bears every week in order to get a, a, a better first round draft pick in next year's draft. I don't really, if the giants do bad, okay, fine. That's not really surprising. And if the bears do bad, then great. I got two probably top 10 picks for, for the giants. So I'll, I'll let you know. I'm letting you know. I will be rooting against the Bears, but I do hope that Justin Fields does become a success because when the Bears are good, the NFL is good. I'll be honest. That is true. But one time when the Bears were not that good, I don't know if um, Lindsay remembers this you know, moment in NFL history. You remember <laughs> the uh, Cody Parkey 
uh, when he missed the field. I don't know. A lot of people forget that time, mostly Bears fans. But <laughs> in case you do not remember that experience, I have it here for you if you want to just you know relive it really quickly. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Lindsay, but anyway, you, you know, you... that that's a you know a rough time probably in Bears history. And I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't fun watching that. But any uh, thoughts on that play? <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> no comment. So take it back to more serious instead of Jet just shitting on the Bears. It's not like Miami's had more more overall success than the Bears. Probably the playoffs, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Do you like your chances of the Bears making it to the playoff playoffs as either a wild card team or winning the division? Because I personally, I think the Packers will do, will win the division, but I think the Bears are going to finish in second place. I just don't know if they're going to be able to grab a wild card in the NFC. What do you what do you think about that? I think I agree with you. Uh, the Packers are still a really strong team, no matter what. And as much as I hate to say it, it it's true. But I think that I think they could definitely pull something through, play, get in the playoffs. You know, I think they got they're figuring their stuff out. Like they got the quarterback, they picked up some new players, they got Montgomery and Robinson. Like I think once they have a good QB, they're set. One last thing I wanted to um, bring up regarding we talk about fantasy football and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Lindsay and I were, we're in a league with it's like a league not for money with Ben's in it. Eric's in it. Uh, Josh has been on the shows in it. And, you know, we, we made a well, I, what actually happened was I think we were playing Madden and I, I forget someone. I said I someone was going to throw Hail Mary and they did. And then I what, said I'd throw a Hail Mary yeah, and he yeah. said I wouldn't catch it and I did. So. Exactly. And then what, what ended up happening was I had to give away some of my <laughs> you know, best players on my team, which, you know, wound up with Lindsay winning the championship, which, you know, I think some of that credit is to me for helping her out there. But, you know, I, I did try and give her Allen Robinson for a lot of the season, but I did finally achieve that goal. So what were your thoughts on all those? Uh, fantasy football transactions throughout the year. I say, Jet, if you keep if you want to keep making those bets for this upcoming year, I'm totally for it. I will take all your players. Lindsay, I know I heard you're gonna be joining forces with Maggie for a team. Is that is that correct? Yes. Um so we're gonna take my knowledge of football and we're gonna in fantasy invest <laughs> it on to Maggie so that Maggie can like get her foot in it in the little puddle or whatever. And then next time we'll both have our own team and then just crush all you guys. Now, can you give us a little sneak peek as to what your strategy is going to be going into this year's fantasy draft? Um, no. <laughs> well, a lot of it has to do with what the player looks like. I'm assuming, right? Or is that not, <laughs> is that not part of the equation? I think that's just baseball. What? No, what? I don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I, it was strategic. You just got to go with the flow. I mean, have I haven't looked in months. Has anyone looked at what our base, our fantasy baseball league is looking like? I'm going to check it right now. Let's- Eric, I know I have one win and it's against you. All right. So, so- <laughs> <laughs> let's see what it is right now, because I just started fantasy football and fantasy ba- baseball is just a whole nother level of managing because 
I mean, Jet, have have you actually done fantasy baseball? Two years ago, I did it. It was it was a very rough experience. I I did end up winning the league, but it was tiring, and I just I can't do that anymore. Just because I'm busier now than I was then. But it's I I wouldn't recommend it for anybody that actually has a life. But uh, you know, <laughs> maybe you know we should I mean. do uh, fantasy basketball. Maybe fantasy hockey. Yeah, that that <laughs> you, there's so many different things you do with fantasy. It's ben, what are the so, results? Josh, which I'm assuming is still setting his lineup. Last I knew he was is 11 and one. Oh my God. <laughs> I am next at eight and four. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, Jet, you're third. All right. Seven and five. Oh man. It's getting rough looking now. Eric, Nino and Amelia <laughs> are tied at six and six. Hey, 500. I will take that. With Maggie nine- has three and nine. Lindsay. And Lindsay's coming at a whopping one and 11. Woo! Bringing up the rear end right there. My strategy is definitely hurting me a bit. But you know what? I do have that one win. And again, I will emphasize this against you, Eric. (laughs) Hey, you are right. All right. You are right. Please use that strategy for (laughs) fantasy football. Keep in mind, a computer drafted my entire roster. I should have just done that. Oh, that is true. Yeah. I should have just done that. Yeah. But Jet, are you ready to get into your famous segment? Yeah, it's uh, it's now it's game time. It's trivia time. Instead of, you know, usually we have Eric compete with our guests. Since we have two guests for the first time on the show, both of these guests are going to be competing against one another. Ben versus Lindsay. I have I have a few questions set up directly for Ben and a few questions for Lindsay. So without further ado, you guys ready to get started? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's mostly they're all multiple choice. And if there's a tie at the end, there is a tiebreaker question that will be closest to that number. So the first question is for Lindsay. As you know, Patrick Mahomes recently had a daughter. What is her middle name? Is it A, <laughs> Sterling, B, Sky, C, Sammy, or D, Sophie? I know the answer. So um, Sterling was A, Sky, B. C, Sammy, D, Sophie. Mom, you should know this. Um, listen, I, I don't, I'm more of a Patrick Mahomes fan. Um, but like him personally, uh, I'm going to go with uh, A. Sterling. Sterling is actually her first name. Sky it's is her B. middle name. It's B. I knew that. See, I was getting it too mixed up. No worries. Yeah. I, that's why I put that in there because I knew I knew it'd be a little tricky. But okay, so no points for you on that one. Okay, now we're on to <laughs> Ben. Now we're on to Ben's question. Oh, great. Patrick Mahomes has had a total of eight losses in the regular season thus far in his career. Which division is responsible for most of them? Is it the AFC South, the AFC West? the NFC West or the AFC East AFC West. It's incorrect. It's actually the AFC South three losses. The Texans Titans and Colts have all beaten Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Yeah. And AFC West only has two losses. Oh, barely so behind. It's barely. barely behind, but I, I was surprised to see that just cause you know, Patrick Mahomes plays in division more than he plays out of division. So yeah. That's why I figured it was West. Uh, yeah. I, I understand why he said that, but Lindsay, back to you. Zero zero game right now. <laughs> Tied. Any anybody's ball game. <laughs> this is what I'm in for. All right, you're gonna like this one. You have been a, uh, an avid supporter of Young Ho Koo. 
Um, what part of South Korea is Young Hoku from? Is it A, Busan, B, Seoul, C, Daegu, or D, Incheon? <laughs> okay, time out. I'm going to need you to repeat some of those again. Okay, so A, Busan, B, Seoul, C, Daegu, or D, Incheon? I don't know if I'm pronouncing those right. <laughs> I think, okay, I don't think it's A. I don't think it's B. It's either C or D. I think it's I. I want to. I want to say D. It's actually B. Soul. Soul. Yeah. The only, Soul. Go with the only one you know. Well, I thought I. I knew where college he was from. Yeah, those oh are all parts gosh. of South Korea, but the Seoul's the only one I know. And that's uh, yeah. That's, uh, oh my god! Uh, okay. You are it's fine. You are it's still, still zero zero. Extremely trivial. So don't don't be worried. Wow, these are tough. I'm so happy I'm not playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ben, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are slated to be the second pair to be featured on the cover of Madden 2022. Who is the only other pair to be featured on the cover of the game? Is it A, John Madden and Al Michaels, B, Mike Vick and Donovan McNabb, C, Vince Young and Brett Favre, or D, Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald? D. That's correct. In 2010, that pair was the cover of Madden. Great, great job. One nothing Ben right now. Wait, Madden the football game? Yeah, Madden the football game. Of course you know that. You gave him an easy one. I thought the Patrick Mahomes one was easy. You didn't know that one. Again, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. (laughs) Okay, it's fine. You have a a good chance to rebound here because this is another one of your favorite players right here. Rodrigo Blankenship. (laughs) You know what his nickname is. A, is it A, Goggles, B, Hot Rod, C, Roddy, or D, Blank? Oh, no. Wait, what is A and B? She's blanking. A, A, Goggles, B, Hot Rod, C, Roddy, or D, blank? I think it's B. That's correct. You are now on the board. One one, Uh. one game. Okay, so question number three for Ben. The last time either Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill didn't lead the Chiefs in receiving yards was 2015. Who led the team in receiving that year? Is it A, Jeremy Macklin, B, Dwayne Bowe, C, Jamal Charles, or D, Albert Wilson? Jamal Charles. I know it's not, but I think it's a trick question. It's A, Jeremy Macklin was the correct answer. Jamal Charles did lead the team in receiving, but it was before 2015. Yeah, I knew he did it one year, but I didn't know which year. <laughs> All right. So still a tie game. One to one. On to question number four for Lindsay. <laughs> We talked about him a little bit before. Justin Fields finished his career at Ohio State. What school did he begin his career at? Is it A, University of Florida, B, Alabama, C, Georgia, or D, Ohio State? <laughs> She's thinking. Alabama. <laughs> that, that's incorrect. The correct answer is Georgia. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. now, now. It's, still a, it's still a tie game and you, you have one question left Ben has two but we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens <laughs> alright Ben Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the first running back taken by the Chiefs in the 2020 NFL draft who was the second running back taken in that draft Jonathan Taylor Cam Akers 
J.K. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift? I'm trying to think what pick number it would have been. I'm going Swift. That's correct. Ben, you have two points. Lindsay, you have one. Down to the final question. Icing her here. Icing her. This is a this is a personalized question for both of you. I asked both of you for you know stats or facts about your sports careers. So here we go. Lindsay, when Ben played football, what position did he play on defense? Is it A, inside linebacker, B, outside linebacker, (laughs) C, cornerback, or D, defensive tackle? Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) There's only two guesses, Lindsay. Okay, if I'm being fair, I have this connection in my head where I swear you've told me that you played cornerback. And I was like, oh, my little brother played cornerback. But I feel like it's not cornerback. Okay, hold on. I think. I'm not saying <laughs> He wants to win. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, defensive tackle. That's incorrect. Ben played outside linebacker on defense. <laughs> How did you not know that? I did know that. I just- you did know that. <laughs> okay, so uh, unfortunately, Lindsay, you cannot win. Ben is leading right now, two to one. But I'll I'll give Ben this last question just to see if he knows you more than you know him. <laughs> if, that, if that sounds good, <laughs> he's trying to All run right. up the score. What year or years in high school did Lindsay win MVP for soccer? Is it A junior year, B senior year, C both junior and senior year, or D never won MVP? Senior year. That is correct. Great job, Ben. <laughs> you are the winner of It's Game Time Trivia. Congratulations. We can, I have a question. We have an answer. Yeah. Can we know the tiebreaker question? Oh, yeah. It's it's like a, it's kind of a math question, but the question oh. was the Bears and Chiefs have played each other a total of 13 times. How many points do both teams have combined adding up to their uh, combined adding up all their meetings? So it's, yeah, I that, thought you were going to ask what the record was between them. Yeah, that, that would have been too easy, though. I had to make it a little bit harder than that. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, we just wanted to thank you so much for coming on for and having you put time out of your day to do this for us. And we really enjoyed doing this with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed doing it with us. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah thank you. Oh. I, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know I, you know, poke fun at the Bears and, you know, all of, all of your teams, Ben, you too. But um, I enjoyed having you guys on and, you know, no, I love you guys. So a lot of fun. Love you too. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that was episode nine, correct, Jet? Nine? Yeah, episode nine. We've made it this far and I'm hoping it never ends because I'm having a blast doing this. Exactly. So, uh, Jet, as always, you want to give out our socials? Oh, yeah. Um, if you're not already following us on Instagram, follow us at it's game time underscore podcast. You know, follow me on Twitter. I like to mention Eric in a bunch of tweets when I get certain things right. So if you want to, you know, hop on my bandwagon with all my picks and <laughs> predictions, feel free to do that because I'm, I'm a great follow. And, you know, just stay tuned for more, more content on the way. I will be releasing episode three of the IGTV series on, I believe, Tuesday. So stay tuned for that for a recap and preview of the next episode so thank you guys for listening yeah and which uh jet whenever i start tweeting when i get stuff right uh i better see the uh account the podcast account uh retweet my tweets uh because 
I don't see any login information anywhere yet. So uh, you can either oh, give yeah, that I'll to give me. The, I mean, I'll, you relate <laughs> to the party on Twitter, so I'll have to give you that login okay. information. Okay. Yeah, guys, that was episode nine of It's Game Time. Thank you so much for listening and peace out. Thank <laughs> you.